2: Another good show for you. This one has uh, two guests. Actually, first I'm going to bring on Joe, and we're going to get into this UFO, um, well, possible UFO that he captured a a photograph of, and I'll I'll include that, of course, like we always do. But we go we get into details about this um, this event that he caught on tape or on camera, and uh, then we go into some personal experiences he had, including. Uh, a sighting of what he calls a stick man. Crazy, super scary, you know, gives you chills. Um, and then there's more. There's more. It's a great episode with, with Joe. But then after I talk to Joe, I bring on Justin, who had uh, some night terror slash, you know, nighttime visitations that I, I wanted to put on here. I've played it for Patreon members. They got to, They got to hear it a couple weeks ago. But I, I put it on here. It's a shorter interview. You know, we talked for about 30 minutes, so I put it on as a, as a second half to uh, this week's episode. Great story. Um, again, terrifying encounter. These kids having to go through this stuff, you know, or him, him having to go through this as a child. Um, it's just scary stuff, you know, and it has a lot of parallels with an earlier episode, and you'll pick up on that. And he mentions that. That's what encouraged him to reach out. And so if you have a story that you want to reach out with, you want to talk, you want to come on the show, maybe encourage other people as well, just holler at me at thebumppodcast at gmail.com. And uh, I'll answer your, your emails within a day or two. I guarantee it. I check it 18,000 times a day. So holler at me. That's the best way to get a hold of me. I'm getting a lot of messages through Facebook Messenger, Instagram uh, email and some of it kind of gets lost in the shuffle and I don't mean to do that. And I apologize, but, um, the very best way is through Gmail. It's just the bump podcast at com. You can go to my website and, uh, hit the holler at me button and it comes to that Gmail account. So I'll quit babbling. You guys just enjoy the show.
1: All right. Hey, my name's Joe. I'm from Pennsylvania. Um, uh, I, I, I'm on the show today because I, I, I sent you this picture of something I saw in the sky. I saw it happen. I saw it form. And I had no clue what it was. And we bounced some ideas back and forth, but it was the strangest thing. I was, I left work, a work night shift. I was coming home. And the sky was like it was real weird looking, but it was it was pretty. And so I was, I was watching it. Yes. I I looked up. I'm like, wow, these clouds are neat. But all of a sudden, something shot straight down through the clouds. It was like it sucked the clouds down with it. And then they kind of faded out towards the top. And I didn't see anything. I just saw it happen. So I keep watching this. I'm like, I've probably watched the the sky more than I watched the road on my way to work or way home from work there.
0: Right.
1: And I kept going. I was probably about two, three miles down the road, and I happened to look up. And I saw this little tiny silver dot just off to the left of the anomaly. And I'm like, I have no clue what this is. And so I sent this picture to a couple of buddies of mine. I sent this picture to you. I sent it to some other people. And nobody can exactly get back to me as far as what it is or what they might think it is. And I figured reaching out to you, you talk to a lot of people. And so maybe someone else had seen something that was similar or, you know, that, I just, I have no, no explanation for it. Yeah. Yeah. And I'll, of course, I'll share the picture and let
2: whoever wants to take a look at it, check it out. Um, I'll even tag a meteorologist or something in it <laughs> just, yeah. just, just, just to see if they can tell us, you know, this is a weather pattern or something like that. But you're right. It looks like something like punched a hole. You use the analogy of like a bullet going through water. That's perfect. Yeah. And that's what it looks like, but in the sky. And then you have this little metallic object. like And
1: and. And like I we were we were talking earlier, I said I said about how I would have wrote it off completely if I didn't see it happen. Yeah, because I don't know clouds, I don't know how weather patterns work, but there was no rotation. It was a calm day. Yeah, it wasn't your typical tornado weather, so I didn't. I, I don't have a natural explanation in my wheelhouse
0: right. for what it is.
2: Yeah, you you caught a uh, but uh, it's literally a UFO, man. <laughs>
1: It's, you know what i yeah. mean
0: it's, yeah
1: or we could use the new term uap because it's a phenomenon like
2: yeah it's an aerial I
1: phenomenon i don't necessarily knows? like that term but <laughs> you know they keep changing it so yeah,
2: yeah yeah but it just this fits it who knows it what you got a hold of but i'm i'm glad you sent it to me it was a great catch man
1: yeah that's like indiana county pennsylvania i mean we're we're in the stick so it could be anything
2: indiana <laughs> county yeah you know that that might help out um do you know
1: about when this was uh second or third week of february okay so it was 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 like seven in the morning and it was 36 degrees out it was clear i mean no there was no precipitation it wasn't windy yeah but that's the that's the first ufo type encounter i've ever had i've always kind of been interested in it like I grew up, my mom used to watch X-Files all the time and I'd sit right there with her. Like, so I'm into the weird stuff I've always been. But as far as experiences go, like, I don't remember having them, but my eyes weren't open to the uh, possibility that I could actually see them Right. until one instance. And it was, it's probably the one we'll save for last because it's uh, got the paranormal and we don't want your... (laughs) (laughs) you want to keep the internet
2: going as long as we can
1: (laughs) as long as we can i mean everything else i've got is is just you know it it was like i have a I have an encounter with a stick man or a slender man and it was real short and i do have another ufo related story but it's not mine okay well let's hear it man let's do
2: this (laughs) i love it
1: it's this one's weird and i don't I'm going to tell it to you how it was told to me. All right. I know that I work with the guy and he swears by it and I have no reason to discredit what he's saying, yeah. but I'm not necessarily sold on the fact that it's UFO. I have another theory, but I'll tell the story how it's told to me. Okay. And then we can break it down. Nice. Yeah. Uh, so he said it was winter it was back in the eighties and he's driving his 1970 something pickup truck him and his buddy were in the vehicle and they're driving down this straight stretch of road he said it's nothing but cornfields on either side big cornfields so you can see there's you know he said there's snow on the ground it was it's pretty pretty calm day he said they were just driving down the road and all of a sudden out of nowhere he, it, it seemed like he got t-boned he said there was a big bang he saw sparks his truck went sideways spun across the road i'm like what happened and he says i'm telling you i got t-boned by a ufo <laughs> okay like, and he goes I, I laughed a little bit like because i couldn't believe it and he could see you, you don't freaking believe me right i'm yeah. like no i'm not saying i'm not calling you a liar because i'm into this weird stuff I've heard all these stories. I listened to these shows and yeah, some of this stuff stranger than stranger in your imagination. And I said, no, I'm not discrediting it. Like, what do you mean you get T-bones? He goes, look, I got out of the truck. He goes, there were no tracks in the snow. So it wasn't a deer. He goes, and even if it was a deer, it wouldn't throw sparks. Right. You know, <laughs> so it's like, so no deer, no snowmobile, no nothing. I said, I asked him, I had to ask him, were you drinking? <laughs> he goes, no he goes it was too early in the morning to be drinking Right. Okay. so i said all right he goes but the whole whole bedside of his truck was caved in personally i don't think it's a ufo i'm not discrediting his story i'm just saying his explanation doesn't add up to me yeah because why would a ufo be flying at ground level right I mean, i'm not saying that couldn't be right we don't could. know. right but Something that small, it only caved in the side of his bed. Now we don't hear too many stories about UFOs that are like single passenger units. Right. Usually whenever we, we experience a UFO, any story that you know anyone tells is it was huge, it was in the sky, I saw it from right. you know a mile away. So my my mind goes to like parallel dimension, mm-hmm. crossing over the veil. And because I, the only thing that I can say personally is I know where it happened. I know the fields he's talking about and he's absolutely right. The woods are probably 300 yards on either side. Wow. So there's nothing could have come out and went back in and he didn't notice it. Right. So I'm thinking it was some sort of alternate reality, parallel dimension sort of thing where it crossed over and, but I have no explanation for that one either. Man, that's wild. So, it, uh, was there any evidence of something? Like, I know he's got the dent in his truck
2: or whatever, but was there like any anything left of whatever
1: hit him? He said he did not find any pieces. No, you know, no debris from anything else. He said there was just the paint was stripped off his truck. You know, whenever whenever it hit, it it flaked all the paint off. Yeah, and then he said there were sparks whenever whenever it impacted, and his buddy was was a witness to it so it wasn't just him telling a story man he's got a he's got corroborating
2: yeah
1: corroborating that party because i thought
2: okay maybe it was a civil war reenactment and somebody fired a cannon across the field and hit his truck you know It, it could have been but i don't you know that at that distance and there's no cannonball stuck in his truck (laughs) you know what i mean like you would you would find find something, something
1: you would think but i don't know how that that sort of thing works i've heard people talk about it to where some people say they can travel there right i've never heard of anyone saying that they brought anything back with them or took anything to 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 there with them it's just them right so i don't know if the if it comes from another dimension or whatever I don't know if that's something that it's tied to that. It's allowed in, yeah. but if the, the tie's cut, maybe it, you know, it has to go back. Yeah. Well, you know, that
2: explanation is as good as anything else. I mean, who knows? That's, I mean, it's something that I just out of the blue and just slammed into his truck. That's horrible timing on that part.
1: It a full-size truck, and it'll hit with enough force to turn it around facing the other direction on the road.
2: Man. Now, is this also in, in Pennsylvania?
1: Yeah, this, this is in Cambria County.
2: Cambria County. Okay, and how close is that to Green County? I think it's Green
1: County. Mm, we're about 45 minutes to an hour.
2: Okay. Because uh, I don't know if you listened to the episode I did with uh, Kevin Paul. He's an author yeah. that lives out there, and he's got all these stories, man, from like southwestern Pennsylvania. And I just, I swear, I think that there's something, you know, like some kind of portal or something in that in that area.
1: It's it, it's all Appalachia.
2: It is all of Appalachia, man. It, it really is. I have a uh, an episode coming out tomorrow, uh, from the time we're recording this. We're recording this on the eighth of March, so. On the ninth, you'll you'll hear it before this this episode releases, but uh, it comes out of Virginia, like okay, I think it's like Northwestern Virginia. It's close to the West Virginia border. Crazy, crazy stuff. Like I can't wait for you to hear this. It's oh,
1: I get excited. Like I I follow uh, you. You're you're sub- I'm subscribed to you. The Confessionals, Hollow Sky, Sasquatch Chronicles. Like I can't get enough.
2: Yeah, man, this one, this one's nuts. Like I can, I can disclose a little bit of information because it it will have already released. It's kind of weird working like <laughs> you're recording before stuff. It, it, I don't know. But for Tom's sake, this guy shoots Bigfoot, man, uh, three times, and to hear to hear him tell about it, I I believe him a hundred percent. You know. <sighs> three rounds with a 30 30
1: the confessionals tony merkel had a guy on his show early early episode i can't remember the number off top of my head but it, it it's this guy from ohio i believe and he said he was out turkey hunting i think it was he had a 12 gauge yeah. and he said a sasquatch walked up on him and he goes he goes he got about 15 yards from me. Yeah. He goes, and I blew his head off. Yeah. I, I like,
2: blowed his head off. Yeah. I was like,
1: that's crazy, but yeah, I don't have any reason to doubt these people, you know, don't either.
2: Yeah. Th- this guy, he was uh coyote hunting and he was in a little ground blonde. And, you know, he saw this Sasquatch like stand up out of the grass or something. And uh, he said he was almost like a hundred yards away when he, he was a teenage boy. He, he flipped out, got scared, went ahead and shot it. He said he could hear the thump from where it hit him, and then it turned around and started coming at him. So, oh. yeah, Well, it's good. I won't. I won't tell you anything yet. This it's good, and there's so much more. But yeah, all of Appalachia, like you were saying. I'm sorry, Jeff. No, you're uh, good. All of Appalachia, man, is weird.
1: It it is weird. There's there's been uh, there's been Sasquatch sightings up out around my dad's house wow um a friend of mine has seen it in his backyard he swears it locked him in his shed what he said he said he was working in in the shed and the door slammed shut and he's got one of those half latches on it yeah and there's no way to open it from the inside he said that door slammed shut and he heard and shortly after he heard a car pull up and he's yelling nobody nobody was able to hear him he said, the only way I got out, he goes, I let off three rounds through the roof
0: because oh they knew gosh. I was in the
1: shed. There. <laughs> <laughs> he said, nobody was outside. He goes, I swear that Bigfoot locked me in there. He has, he said he has pictures on an old phone, and we've tried to get it to turn on. We can't get it to turn on, but he, he says 18-inch tracks, and that's five minutes from my dad's house. Oh, my gosh. So, I mean, it's yeah. – you just, I think more of this stuff goes on and people talk about because there is, there That's is. why I don't discredit the people that do talk about it because you, you know, most of the society to be like, "This guy's off his nut." Yep. Yeah You know, talk about Bigfoot's and
2: people make jokes, but they have a story too. You know, they have a story yeah. about something. Something everybody's, they can explain. Everybody's got a story. Uh, it like, doesn't have to be. It yeah. Doesn't have to be Bigfoot. No. Like uh, but talking about how everybody around here something there's always something weird going on. I saw on Facebook, you know how they'll post like houses for sale and stuff like that on the, yeah. on, the on the trading post pages or whatever. This guy had this little house for sale. And I, I looked it up on Google Maps and uh Google Earth. He had this house for sale, and it was talking about, you know, it was a decent price. It had like three acres of land, you know, good hunting cabin, whatever. And it just said, Bigfoot's on property. And I thought, okay, this is a joke, you know. But it was just part of the description. I sent him a private message. And I was like, hey, man, you know, that was that was pretty cool what you said. Are you for real? And he, he responded back to me. All these different things that had gone on. So either he listens to podcasts and got a lot of information. Or this stuff's been happening to him. Like gifting yeah, and the whole nine yards. And I was like, hey, I would love to just come out and, and just check out the property. He took the whole listing down, disappeared, can't find it anywhere on Facebook. Like I thought I, thought I had me a little hidden gem that I was going to go check out.
1: Well, I mean, I'm sure it's still in your search history from Google.
2: Oh, I'm sure it is. <laughs> I'm sure I got screenshots.
1: <laughs> but yeah, it's
2: everywhere, man. It people, is. People are
1: coming around, I think. Well, and, and I, think, I think, too, that there's, there's something else going on. Yeah. You're hearing more and more reports come out, whether it's becoming more mainstream, which is the case. You know, you've got shows, you know, on, on Travel Channel, you know, you've got Finding Bigfoot, you know, Expedition Bigfoot. You've got all these ghost shows. And it's kind of like it's conditioning people. Mm-hmm. But I really think that there's something else because there are more stories now than ever. Yeah, And you got to think, too, like back in the day, there were still stories in the, in the 20s all the way through, you know. Those people, especially, they didn't have time to make stuff up. Yeah. Why would they? That's I don't know. I just It kind of brings me to I don't want to get too off topic here, oh, you're good. but I get into religion like I, I whenever I was in college, I took a course. And I thought it was going to be the biggest waste of time, because I was born and raised a Christian. those are my beliefs. Right. Why should I have to study other religions? You know, I mean, I wasn't really interested in it until I took the class right. I, you you listen to these religions and their stories. You can take the names away. you can take the places away. You just focus on the details of the story. Like every civilization has a story of a flood
2: right
1: you know you look at the the norse gods the the roman gods and the demigods and all this and their superpowers you know it's the same Yep. i really think that all the, you know all these religious texts are all telling the same story one way or another because somebody had to write it And so you're going to have a little bit of creative license with what you write. So of course, things are going to change, but the events are all there. I agree
2: a hundred percent, man. And these demigods, I honestly believe in my heart, they're talking about the watchers and the Nephilim, you know, the, the men of renown, you know, very well could be, I think it's the, uh, the offspring of the fallen when they When they bred with human women, they made this it, giant race that had these celestial powers, you know, the the creatures of Genesis six, the the cause for the great flood, that's what I think that is. Yeah and I think they were all about being worshipped, you know why, why not?
1: You know and that's I mean like,
2: they had the sacred'
1: call it you know you only they had a limited knowledge they didn't have a huge vocabulary right so you see these people doing crazy things and they don't necessarily look like you you can tell they're different yeah and they're so much more superior than you yeah of course they're going to be a god yep so i mean it goes all (laughs) the way back i think there was a cover-up a long time ago oh yeah secret information we're not supposed to know yep and whenever we start talking about it, it's like, "Oh, these people are fringe. They don't know." Oh yeah. yeah. Their their tin hats are on a little too tight.
2: Yeah, it, it's it's easy to make somebody out to look crazy when there's like one person saying something out of a thousand, you know?
1: Yeah, they're the crazy one. But that's not just one. That's one person we hear, you know. Right. If there's a hundred stories and only one of them's true, well, it still means there's truth. It's to true. It. <laughs> you know, it. there's something there that's it all these people can't be making stuff up exactly exactly you know whether it's whether it's a ghost encounter uh something you know like a bigfoot uh all these other cryptids you know and then you know the out-of-body experiences and all these like the list goes on yeah you have so many people talking about it yeah maybe there's a few people that making stuff up but it can't all be fake
2: yeah no they're not all faking it and they're not all just mistaken there's something yeah. going on man there's something and like you just said all these cryptids that that gets me to where i want to talk to you about your your encounter it may not be a cryptid but it's a a stick man
1: yeah now uh, that's
2: interesting to me because i thought slender man was supposed to be an internet like
1: that's that's what i thought now I I never wanted to come out and call it a slender man, right? Because it was the urban, urban cryptid. Yeah. But I've heard multiple people talk about a stick man encounter. Now, whether it's just a thin shadow figure, right. Whether it's some sort of unknown cryptid, I don't know, but I'll, I'll just tell, tell the story from, from the top here. It's not a very long one. You're good. So I do, I travel the same road to work every day. I'm leaving the house ten o'clock at night, and all all weather conditions, whether rain, snow, sun, you know, clear skies. So I've seen this road every day for the past. I've lived here for three years now. Every day for three years, I've traveled this road. Yeah I came down this this hill, and the way the way the road's set up, you come down a hill, and then at the bottom of the hill, it takes like a dog leg to the left and then right up a hill so you kind of have to watch the corner for deer they like to be in there Mm -hmm. something caught my eye there that wasn't supposed to be there and i'm at ground level looking and i'm like oh it's just a deer because it was real thin real thin legs i didn't see four of them and i kept looking up i had a point of reference on the telephone pole it was about six and a half feet to the top of a posted sign posted property right this thing was probably another foot over it mm. and it looked like your internet representation of a stick man or slender man but it was all black you know mm. he didn't have the white face he didn't have the you know the, the coat or what, whatever he wears you know right and it could have been pareidolia but i can't i could explain that explain the visual way by doing that but i've never been able to replicate what i saw
2: right and in three years you never saw it again
1: and I never saw it again. And two, every hair on my body stood on end. I had this primal fear come over me. And I don't, I don't get nerved up. I don't get scared like that. Right. And I reached in the center console and I held my gun. I had to keep a nine in the center console. Right. And I'm like, this isn't gonna do anything. Like, this is all in my head. Like the minute I touched them, like, this isn't gonna do anything. And I have to slow down to take this, this hard left. And I had a, probably a good solid three seconds looking at this thing and I could not identify it. Wow. But all three seconds, I, I, the hair, you know, hair on my neck was standing up. I was just, I got jittery and I couldn't get away from there fast enough. Mm. I have no clue what it was, but it was something that was there. Man. And it looked a lot like what it, stick man or slender man's been described
2: yeah now i know you're driving you're going around a curve you're seeing this thing out of nowhere standing there you're you're looking at it from the ground up were you able to make out any kind of features that's the thing
1: i had my high beams on this thing looked like a cutout yeah there were absolutely no features to it it was like a void like it like the absence of black like
2: like it absorbed the light
1: yeah like exactly like it absorbed the light my headlights reflected off the telephone pole reflected off the trees you know you could tell that the headlights were hitting it this was just flat black yeah it was a shadow in the middle of light and I don't I can't explain that
2: that's wild. that's freaky
1: and Is I've it... been uh, different times a day. I've been. I went back there in the daytime, and I was still like that day. I came home from work, and I pulled over, and I looked. There was nothing disturbed that I could see, right. but I don't. I don't know what it looked like before. Right. But I just I couldn't explain it. There was nothing in the way that could have cast a shadow. There was nothing, and even if it was a shadow, like I that 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 did cross my mind. If it was a shadow, you still would be able to see the limbs of the trees and stuff behind it. They'd just be darker than what's
2: yeah. Yeah. You'd still you know, be able to see.
1: Yeah. Uh, so, like,
2: <laughs> man, you know what? I trust just as much as the visual is the way you made it. It made you feel. It, I've
1: never felt like that before in my life. Well, since I was a kid, right? I had, I had sort of an experience. My mom, my mom told me about it, you know, reminds me, she, she used to remind me about it, but I vaguely remember it. I remember being, terribly scared but she said that i had seen red eyes in the backyard and that's that's as far as my recollection of the event goes but i do remember that feeling and that's the only other time that i've felt like that
2: yeah wow man a lot seeing that i i don't know if that's a that's an encounter that i would want to have or not you know i would love to visually see something like that and I would love for it to be in a vehicle while I'm flying down the road past it. You know, so I'm not stuck there with it. But I don't know if I actually want it to happen, period. I, I mean, if scene. it
1: had to happen, that was the best case scenario. Yeah. I couldn't imagine being back in those woods, you know, come yeah. hunting season or something, and I'm walking. Yeah. I I don't. Yeah. I'm sure that feeling would have been amplified.
2: <laughs> I'll I, I imagine so, man. Holy swags, could you? Oh, yeah, man. Oh, no. If you're burnt down you on the side of the road and it, that thing comes out of the wood line, you know,
1: I mean, you'd be looking over your shoulder the whole time. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, I really think that there are hot spots I do too. for, you know, whether it be cryptids or paranormal. I think that there are certain elements in nature that create an environment for these things to show up. I have been in woods where it feels like I'm being watched it just creeps you out yeah you just feel uneasy but i could spend a whole day in the woods other places and it doesn't bother me one bit there was a spot where i worked
2: and it was it's right here in logan logan county's at chief logan state park i could go to the very tree that i would sneak off to for a little coffee break you know i i smoked then i i would go back light up a cigarette have a cup of coffee because if anybody was coming you know like a, a guest i worked at a wildlife exhibit if any cars would pull up, I could hear them. You know, yeah. I could, I could run down there and greet them and let them in. But it was just my little my little hideaway spot. It was a little down tree beside of a creek. Perfect. It was beautiful. Some days I go back there and it was just serene, like something out of a movie. Other days I'd go back there and after a couple of minutes, you know, I would I'd get that feeling like I'm being watched,
0: and it's I would have to nervous.
2: get yeah to the point where I had to get up and leave. Just two or three times. And I've worked there for like four years, but two or three times, I'm like, I I shouldn't be here.
1: Yeah. That's what
2: what makes you have that feeling, man, that you shouldn't be there.
1: I I think it's something in our DNA, something from long ago, you know, before we were civilized. (laughs) Yeah. As civilized as we are, try to be (laughs) as as civilized as we can get. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I honestly do. I think it's something ancient in our DNA, something bred into us where, you know, when we weren't on the top of the food chain, Yeah. you know, not Definitely. saying we are necessarily.
2: Right. But well, we think we are.
1: So. We think we are.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Now, I want to talk to you about something spooky.
1: All right. This, this one. Yeah, man. This one gives me goosebumps talking about it to this day.
2: If, you, if you're comfortable enough to talk about it, then I want to hear uh, it.
1: I've told this story a couple of times, but every time I do, I, I get the chicken skin. Yeah. So I, and this was my first paranormal encounter and this one at the end of it kind of explains some of the other weird stuff that I couldn't explain in my life prior. It's not really this, that stuff's not really noteworthy. It's just like a feeling I'd get or, you know, something, but it was explained to me why those things happen. Yeah. So I was dating this girl about four years ago and she had a kid he was 7 at the time she had shown me video of him she goes this kid's crazy He creeps me out and i'm like what are you talking about she goes look at this she goes i took this video when he was 3 so 4 years prior he's sitting in the living room and he's looking to the back of the back of the house is the kitchen he's looking out towards the kitchen and he's like mommy who's that she's like who's what there's nobody here he says that man she goes, sweetie there's nobody there she had three or four of these videos in the course of I'd say a year and a half of him just just asking like hey there's people here who's that yeah. what are they doing here and then it quit so spring forward to present day at the time he's seven I start dating his mom and everything's fine well pretty soon he starts seeing these people again mom there's people in my room mom who's that in the in the window and he's not scared of them he's not scared he's just curious right and she writes it off and you know maybe imagination or you know could be seeing a shadow whatever i understand that then there was a smell in the house oh no Kay. it smelled like a sizable animal i'm not talking like a mouse something about the size of a raccoon was dead and rotting in the floorboards yeah but it was only centralized to one spot it was probably about a five ten foot radius and then once you got out of that you could smell the wax warmers you could smell you know the rest of the house like normal so that was kind of weird. That is weird. Yeah. Well, it gets worse. <laughs> it, it gets <laughs> I, worse.
2: I, I dread these stories so bad. Like,
1: That's, I'm already getting goosebumps. Yeah, but... man. So the one night we're there, he comes downstairs and he says to his mom again, Mom, there's people in my room and they're not letting me go to sleep. And she goes, Well, I'm going to put a stop to this. Yeah. And she goes to the bottom of the stairs. She yells up there something like, leave my kid alone. He, he's got school in the morning. He needs to sleep. Something answered her. Now, see. <laughs> I'm, I don't, you, I don't know if you can see I go <laughs> Yeah, like, I can I got it. goosebumps bad. <laughs> ah. Something answered her. And it wasn't with a voice. It was this raspy, low, guttural growl that lasted for about five seconds start to finish mm-hmm. one growl that's all it took she was gone yeah because I'm, I'm i'm spending the night at my mom's house and so i closed the house up i left and i went back to my house <laughs> i got on the phone my mom had a friend who is and i know i'm going to miss some things but she's she's a spiritual medium She's a Reiki master mm-hmm. and does something with energies. I don't know exactly what, but she can, she can sense things like she can, she can put her hands on, not on you, but on you and tell if you've got an attachment, she can see auras. Um, and, and it was something I was interested in, but oh, yeah, for sure. You know, yeah. I don't, you, know, you got to prove it to me. Yeah. I'm one of these believing skeptics. Yeah. <laughs> I I I keep a carry a healthy skepticism with me. Yeah. So, but I called her. So, like, I said, like, look, hey, something's going on. And I explained it to her. She goes, that's definitely not good. I'm like, no, it's not. That, that <laughs> scared the hell out of us. So she, she said, I'll come up. So okay. She goes, What I want you to do is I want you to go to the store. She goes, I want you to get um some uh, sea salt, rock sea salt to to put around the house. She said, well, I'll bring some crystals. I'll bring sage. We'll do a cleansing. We'll, we'll read. First, she was going to read the house and then do a cleansing. It's like, okay. So she comes with her friend who also has abilities. And they got out of the Jeep in the driveway. And she looked at her friend from across the hood of the vehicle. And she goes, Do you feel that? And her friend's like, Yeah, we need to get in there. And I'm like, Okay. Like, I'm getting goosebumps again. You know, I don't like that. Yeah. So, I mean, if they're trying to creep me out, it's working. Yeah. No kidding. So they get all their gear out and they go and they sit in the house and she, my mom's friend puts herself in this state of mind. She closes, sits on the couch. She closes her eyes. And this is all after the introductions, of course, but she closes her eyes and she's like sensing the energies in the house. And she said, So you've got four human spirits in the house. She said, they're not bad. She said, but they're trapped.
0: Mm.
1: And it was just like, why are they trapped? Here comes the bad news. There's something much darker and more powerful. Keeping them here and feeding on them. So. We got the kid out of the house. Yeah. She left the house. Her friend stayed behind. So it was my mom's medium friend, the person that she brought with her, my girlfriend at the time's friend, and me still in the house. And <clears throat> so the medium clears the spirits. She opens a gateway, lets them go to crossover into the light, invites them to. It's their choice is what she said. And I know I heard your, you had an episode. Someone said that there was a choice.
2: Right. Yeah.
1: And which I thought was kind of neat. When I heard that, I was like, that's the second time I've ever heard that.
2: Yeah. It's interesting.
1: Yeah. And so it was their choice whether they wanted to walk through the, the doorway that she opened up to go to the place of judgment. Right. What she called it. So I was like, okay, she goes, all right. She goes, now what we're going to do is we're going to light some sage she got out her crystals and all this other stuff. And she goes, we're going to walk through the house room by room. And she said, we are going to try to get rid of this thing. I said, what do you mean try? It's like, we need it gone. She goes, we're going to try. So we go through the house. We start in downstairs. And the way the house is set up, you've got the living room out front. And there's a bathroom. Then you come into the kitchen. And then through the kitchen, you go up the stairs to the bedrooms. So, we went upstairs, went went through the downstairs, headed upstairs. Once you hit the top of the stairs, there's three rooms directly at the top of the stairs. It's just a landing. We went through her her son's room and came out, went through her room, which was straight ahead from the stairs, and came out. And then we went into what she called the closet room. And we had it trapped, is what the medium said. And she looked at me, and she said, I need your help. I said, what am I going to do? She said we're going to get it into a corner and she goes just follow our lead. She goes use every bit of intention that you can muster. you and have in your mind that you want this thing to go back to where it came from. We want it out. So, okay. I'm like I this is all I'm still kind of skeptical, but I I have the creeps. We got to the point of that room and you could feel everything got heavy. Yep. Like you had this lump in your throat, and at least I mean I felt a lump in my throat, and it was I don't want to say cold, it was almost an oppressive feeling though. It wasn't comfortable. Mm -hmm. So we got it into the corner, and she goes, "All right, put out your hands and and just start start thinking." And then she starts this prayer, and the way she does it is she mixes whatever your spiritual beliefs are with uh, like Wiccan, uh, white magic or white it's white Wiccan. It's not the the dark stuff, but it's a blend. So she prays to the goddess, but she also invokes the name of Christ. And I don't know how to describe it. Um, I'm sitting there and I've got my, my hands out, out in front of me. And I'm concentrating like, all right, go get out of here. You know, and I'm, it's, it's all going through my head. And my hands, I don't want to say they got like fell asleep, but it was like that pins and needles feeling. Yeah, man. And it went the whole way up my arm. And I just kept at it until the medium said, okay, it's gone. All right, cool. She goes, all right. She goes, we're going to pack up. She goes, you take that salt and spread it around the house. And create a barrier. And she gave me a, a. Piece of paper, and it had a an incantation on it, just just a little phrase to say something about uh, love and light, you know, protect this home, sort of thing. Just a positive, Mm -hmm. a positive deal to you know go along with it. That way, you have have some verbal intent spoken as you're throwing this this salt out. So I did that, and then i I came back in, and she goes goes outside. We were going to have a cigarette. And so it was just the three of us and they're, they're talking and she, she, she looks at me and she goes, um, so did you see it? Mm-hmm. No, I didn't see it. I felt it. And she goes, okay. Cause you're sure you didn't see it. I goes, no, I didn't see it. She goes, be glad you didn't. She goes, it was dark. It was ugly. She, I- she would not describe it to me beyond it was ugly i said what was it and she goes i don't want to use the word demon but that's the closest word i can come up with okay and so we're out there talking a little bit more yeah and she believes in spirit guardians like you can manifest a familiar so i think hers is a wolf and I forget what her her other I think her other friends was like an eagle or a hawk or something. It was a bird. And she looked at me and she goes, "Do you know how to conjure a familiar?" I said, no. I don't know anything about this stuff. And she says to me, she goes, "Well, you have an ability." What? She goes, "There was a third familiar there." Okay. I didn't I didn't have any any knowledge of this. Right. I've heard this on your show before, and whenever, whenever I heard it on your show, it just kind of was like a light bulb moment for me because I kind of disregarded it up until that point. She said my familiar was a dragon.
0: Yep.
1: I was, and like I said, at the time, I was like, eh, all right, whatever. But we got rid of it, right? And She goes, it might come back. She goes, but here's the deal. She goes, I'm not going to tell you it's your fault, but it's your fault. I said, why? She said, your light is like a beacon to them. They're like moths to a flame. It was here all the time. She goes, it just didn't like when you showed up. It irritated it. It irritated it. It aggravated it. It wanted me gone. And I was like, oh, my God. And it, something clicked for me. I was like, I was attacked. Yeah. And she said, What? I said, I was attacked. And I told her this story. Me and my girlfriend at the time were having an intimate moment. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, out of nowhere, I got this splitting headache. I couldn't keep my eyes open. I thought I was going to throw up. I said, I got to go. I got to go. I grabbed my things up. I said, I got to get home. I got to get my migraine pills. I said, if I don't leave now, I won't be able to drive. I need these pills to, you know, take care of my headache here. I said, it's it's bad. And so I left. I wasn't a mile down the road and the headache just went away.
2: Wow. Now come on that, you know, migraine don't go away like that though.
1: I know I've suffered with migraines for a long time. Yeah, I've never had one come on like that. And I've never had one go away like that. Yeah. It wasn't, it wasn't even a mile down the road and it went away. Yeah, And I just, I chalked up like, wow, that was weird you know that was weird you know but well
2: well, you know you would think that if if you didn't think that there's a demonic force trying its best to wreck your brain you know
1: and yeah and i and it was just trying to get me out yeah and i didn't i didn't put any stock into that until she said that it it was attracted to you because you aggravated it it's like hitting a wasp nest you hit that nest you're aggravating them they're coming after you yeah I said, and that's when it clicked for me. I was like, I was attacked. And I told her, and she is that's exactly what it sounds like. Wow. And to my knowledge, we're no longer together, but to my knowledge, nothing has happened in that house since. But what, what did happen was significant.
2: Yeah. Yeah, for sure. That was That was probably
1: my most memorable experience ever, and to learn that I had a gift to – and this was was another thing she told me was that I have this gift, and she wanted to teach me how to use it. She said you can use it to cast protection. You can use it to protect others, protect yourself, protect a dwelling. She said "You, you can do different things with it. She goes, but there is warning attached to it. She said, "The more that you're in touch with it, the brighter your light is, and the more of a magnet you become for this negative crap that wants to snuff you out."
2: Yeah. So, what do you do? Have, did you have you try to develop it, or are you just leaving it alone?
1: I. I've worked a little bit on certain aspects, like I took in meditation. Yeah. From from what she told me, meditation is super. Super helpful for me. I don't believe I'm, I try to do everything as holistically as possible. I try not to get into medicines and I don't want to be one of these people that whenever he's in his seventies, he's got a stack of pill bottles that he has to take every day. Right. I want to do everything as naturally as possible. Yeah. So I said, well, meditation, I'll do that. And I found that whenever I meditate, uh, you start from from your the ground up and you try to calm and calm and calm you work on your breathing and everything like that and and eventually you calm your mind and whenever you're in that mind calm state it's almost the silence is almost deafening yeah and i believe that it, it helps me sort out the important stuff of the day to the stuff that doesn't matter And it decompresses me, but I believe that's the state at which I'd probably be the most open to doing things because you're, you're more in touch with yourself at that point. But I'm afraid that if I do that, I don't want something worse to happen because I had no clue and I was getting attacked. The kid was seeing things. We were hearing growls. We were smelling death. Yeah. Okay, so if I'm more of a, a conduit or more of a, 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 an, a an attraction to them, more of a magnet, what else is going to come down the road? Right.
2: How much worse could
1: it get? Right. I don't, I don't want that. But right. she said, she said, you know, if you ever need to use it, she goes, just know that if you you can calm yourself and you can put forth enough intent, she goes, you can shield yourself, and apparently anybody can do that to a, a degree,
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know because whether it's faith-based or you know or or an ability or whatever the amount of intent that you put into something you know you you get in what you put out
0: yep
1: i believe that. so that's that's about as far as i went with it i don't want to yeah i don't want to experience anything bad
0: i don't blame you for that you know um it,
2: that would be a, it'd be a big temptation, you know, it, to, to to see if you could develop something like that. But is it is it's a risk versus reward kind of thing at that at that point? You know, what are you even messing yeah. with at that point? You know, um, yeah, I don't. That's a scary game.
1: It is just just I mean, you know, she told me that I was I, I had special abilities or I was special, and I was like, okay, I got a strong energy, strong life force. I said, that's good. I'll just keep that to myself. <laughs> I don't want to be I don't want to broadcast that out and, into right. the spirit realm and right, you know, have things come visit me. Well,
2: it, you know, it's it's the same thing or it's a very similar thing. It feels like in the Christian faith of the closer you get to God or the closer you get to you know, working on a developing a relationship with Christ, the more spiritual attacks you have. It's like the harder yeah. the, the devil fights against you, you know.
1: And I think that can circle back to what I mentioned earlier, where different. whether it's Christianity or not,
0: yeah, different names for
1: truth to it. Yeah,
0: yeah. yeah.
1: So, yeah,
2: the, the, it goes back to the light, right? the The brighter your light shines, the more of the opposite you attract. So,
1: exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And that's I think I think that's beautiful because whether you know. You and I are both Christians. I know you've spoken many times about being a Christian.
2: Oh, yeah. Yeah.
1: I was born and raised Christian. Yeah. But I think if the whole world had that mindset, you know, we was able to put, you know, names aside. Right. And focus on the stories we would all be on the same page. It'd be a better place.
2: Absolutely. We would.
1: I don't think we're ever going to see that day. <laughs>
2: no, <laughs> <laughs> no. There might be a push for a one-world religion, but I don't think it'll be the religion we want it to be.
1: No, one-world <laughs> anything. I don't. I mean, my, my tin hat's pretty tight when it comes to that sort of thing. Yeah,
2: me, I. Uh, I, agree,
1: I think there's a lot of like shadow government stuff, and oh, yeah. I mean that's a that's a whole discussion for another day. That- yeah. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, we'll uh, we'll work that one out on email before we get on <laughs> on here about it. I, I think that's one you, you know you you light a fire and you sit around with a cooler full of beer. Yes, sir. Getting...
2: <laughs> yes, sir. That, that's every one for the patio. Oh
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's it goes deep. It goes deep. You yeah, know yeah. the theories and the different ties that you can use. synchronicities here, synchronicities there. Yeah. But you can. You can make a connection if you want to. Oh, yes. yeah, and that's, yeah. That's what makes it so crazy. That, that's the scary part is that yeah.
2: no matter how far-fetched we might sound, the truth is worse.
1: You know? yeah. yeah. Yeah, There's I, I believe that there's things in this world that, you know, we're we're only being told half of it, if any of it. Yeah.
2: Yeah, there's a, there's a lot. We can get into some of that for sure yeah sure. uh do you, you know to, do you listen to do you listen to tinfoil
1: hat no i don't i have it's on my list of things to listen to the yeah. way i listen to shows is i'll find one and i'll binge the hell out of it yeah and then by the time i get caught up on that i can go back to one that i've already been listening to and there's a whole list of episodes <laughs> that i can binge <laughs> on that yeah so yeah i think but yeah, I gotta I gotta get in that one's that one's one I want to get into.
2: That's a big one. That's a good one. Yeah, uh, Tinfoil Hat and uh, what's the other one's like? Conspiracy theories and unpopular culture.
1: I haven't uh, even heard of that one.
2: It's Isaac Weishaupt is the host's name. He's written a bunch of books, like number one bestsellers on Amazon. Uh, he's been on Tinfoil Hat like ten or eleven times. That's how I've, I found right. out about this guy. But those are huge, huge shows that will just. Piss you off, really? <laughs> you know, that's, <laughs> what, that's what's going to happen. It's just going to make you more mad.
1: But. I I listen to quite a few of Charlie Robinson's shows.
2: Yeah, like macro aggressions. Yeah. Macro
1: aggressions. Yeah. yeah. Now there's there's some of his episodes where if, if within five minutes he's lost me. me
2: too. You know
1: he might be talking way above my head. You know like, I don't understand a single word this guy's talking about. Or yeah, you know it just the topic's not exactly interesting. I don't want to. Yeah. I don't want. I'm not throwing shade, but. I you know, know that's
2: right. He'll go into <laughs> ten minutes of something, and I'm like, "Man, this is turning into an infomercial," you know. And I'll, I'll just yeah turn it off, you know.
1: Go to the next one or switch yeah. over or whatever. But yeah, that's now he he puts on a good show, and his he, he cites his sources. Oh, for sure. Which is you know a lot of the times he cites his sources, and that's kind of what makes it scary. Yep. You know, conspiracy um, theories turning into fact in certain places. It's just.
2: You know, yeah,
1: it's good though. Uh. <laughs> it's, it's entertaining, but it's
2: scary as hell. Yeah, man. Yeah, I'll I'll send you a couple of links if you don't mind to, to oh, show listen to that that you might want to put on your list because otherwise oh, it's not like we had a very similar podcast library, you know, with Hollow Sky and you know Tony, uh, the you know the Confessionals, Sasquatch yeah. Chronicles. Those are all great shows, man. Great shows.
1: Yeah. And speaking of Hollow Sky, that picture that I had sent you. Yeah. I sent that pile over there. I sent it to him on Instagram. And he said he was gonna show Steve, but they didn't they didn't get back to me with what, you know, any ideas what they thought it might be. Yeah. But
2: well, you know, their their show has blown up.
1: Like oh, I know, it's crazy.
2: They they've hit them the big time. So maybe they're just piled up with emails or something. I'm sure they'll get back to you. They're good guys, man.
1: Oh yeah, he's been, you know, he has been pretty good about getting back to me. You know, yeah. anytime yeah. I message it's within a day or two that I get a reply. Yeah. yeah. But I realize, you know, people's got life going on. It seems like all you podcast guys got COVID at the same time. I, that you was know? weird, wasn't it?
2: <laughs> it wasn't. <laughs> that was so freaky, man.
1: Every everybody got sick at once. They yeah. had that, was, you know, Wes Germer was sick. Yeah. The Hollis Guy guys were sick. Yep. You were sick. Yep. Uh, Tony got sick, too. It's yeah, like, Tony. I think Tony was the, the second to last one to catch it.
2: Yeah, that yeah, was weird. That was a little creepy. Yeah. There's another yeah, show, was... uh, From the Shadows. I don't know if you listen to that show or not. They're out of That's Ohio. on my
1: list to listen to, too.
2: Yeah, they're out of Ohio. They got sick, too. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> <laughs> everybody. Uh, uh. Well, Joe, is there anything else you wanted to cover before we hop off here? I know you got to get to work and stuff, man.
1: No, I think that's pretty much it. I can't wait to hear this episode coming out tomorrow about the guy shooting a bigfoot.
2: Oh, you're gonna love it! I'm telling you, you are going to love it. It's it's wild, and it it don't just say bigfoot. We talk about dog man, we talk about wendigos, we talk about all kinds of stuff. It's it's a wild one. This uh, this this episode we just did tonight together, it'll come out uh, next week. Oh, right on! Yeah right on it's coming right out so thank you very much man i've loved having you on here i could talk to oh, you all night here. Man. and can
1: i gonna... can i put one thing out
2: yeah for sure
1: I, I burnt this sage while we were talking i don't think the internet cut out once
2: hey we i, I didn't have any problems thank god
1: <laughs> <laughs> Good.
2: that's some good sage <laughs> I want to take a second to tell you guys about Squatch Survival Gear Packs. Um, First of all, you need to subscribe to them on Instagram at Squatch Survival Gear. Uh, Chris does giveaways and stuff all the time. Uh, You get to see these products I keep telling you guys about for the last, I don't know, last year, year and a half. Um, They're made in America by uh, American companies. And that's every single piece of the fabric, hardware, the buckles, frames, all the labor is done in America. Um, they're military style rucks that are like 65 plus liters. They have mid-sized packs, 60 to 40 liters. And they also have uh, day packs, you know, like 30 or 40 liter packs, all these backpacks. Okay. Uh, it's great gear. It's quality tested. I own one. Um, I wouldn't be bugging you guys about checking this stuff out so much if I didn't believe in it. Uh, you can like I said, follow him on Instagram, follow him on Facebook. All the packs are made to mil-spec standards, and what that means is military specifics. Uh, Chris is a, an army vet, and every pack that he makes are modeled after packs that he had to use and modify. So it's th- it's the best the military has to offer that he's produced in his own style, and he's given them awesome names, um, like the Menehune, and the Rock Ape, and the Grassman. They're all named after cryptids, you know, like uh, the Mothman pack that he's just now raffled off or, or gave away. And every time you buy one of these packs from Squatch Survival Gear... You're supporting multiple small businesses because Chris reaches out to individual businesses to help piece together all of these products. Check him out, Squatch Survival Gear, and use my new promo code, BUMP22. When we're in a new year, we got a new promo code. Okay, It'll save you 10% on all products site-wide. Check him out, Squatch Survival Gear.
0: All right. Well, hey, Bo. My name is Justin Rintro. I am from uh, the Western Northern side of Kentucky. Um, I'm 32 years old. I've got about, I've got two, two kids and I got one on the way, uh, got a wife, all that. <clears throat> um, I would say probably my first encounter with anything at all paranormal. Um, Cause it was probably, I don't remember the exact age probably uh, between six and eight, I remember this because my parents had been, had just recently divorced and I was about five or six at that time. So all this probably happened around the same time, maybe a little bit after. So I always go with around six to eight years old. Um, so I've been, I've been raised in church my whole life. Um, my mom said that whenever I was born, she heard God tell her, here's your son, how are you going to raise him? So she took that as a very literal thing. You know, she always had me in church. From the time I can remember, it was always church, church, church every week. Um, So even at a young age, as you know, from being anywhere from six to eight years old, I knew what, who God was, and I knew the whole story, Um, and also knew who Satan was, and all that. So even at a young age, I was very well versed in the Bible, and about, about, all that. So uh, during this time, too, we were, um, we just started going to a new church. Um, It was a local Baptist church. It was a kind of a large church. Uh, We had just really started getting involved with, like, I was doing a lot of stuff with the kids. My mom was doing a lot of stuff with, uh, you know, the um, young adult group. So we were very involved. And also during this time, my mom had started started dating Uh, she had started seeing some people and so there was a lot of things going on in my life that I kind of contribute to this like it could have been some trauma involved from my parents being divorced and all that so I've I've always I've tried to like rationalize it and say okay well maybe this is why but around this time I started having these dreams Um, it was I don't really exactly remember the dreams, but I remember talking to my mom after the fact and telling her like about it. It's kind of hard to keep on to, it's kind of hard to remember your dreams and like word for word, you know, but uh, I remember telling her that, well, first I remember being just terrified to go to sleep at night. I was just horrified. I'd cry, you know, I would, I'd fall asleep for a bit and then I would wake up after having these dreams, but the uh, main thing I remember about the dream was um, it was a female and she she like at first she didn't look like you would think a demon would look. She just looked like a normal lady. Mm-hmm. And but I could totally get the sense that she was evil and she she wasn't necessarily out to hurt me, but she was out to taunt me. Like um, our, the main thing I remember is that she would laugh and like shove these crosses into my hands. And I don't know what the significance is of that, but that was the main thing I remember there about that dream. Yeah. It's pretty wild. It is. Um, But after that, like I said, I had that dream for a few times, like throughout that. It was, like I said, it was, I don't know exactly the time frame, but it was a pretty long time uh, that I had this same dream, and it was the same thing. I was afraid to go to sleep at night. You know, I would have this dream. It was always this lady, and I, like I said, I remember her face and stuff. But that was the only thing I had at that point in my life. It was just that, just that one dream. And then after a while, like it, um, it just kind of stopped. I don't know where, what, why, or how. But, and I didn't have anything else at all throughout uh, until I was about eleven or twelve, and that's whenever the second encounter happened. Yeah, I think it was about that time. Yeah. Yeah, it's about about six six or seven years later. Wow. I had this second encounter.
2: Now this this evil woman, did you was recognize you, did you recognize her at all? Like did she I look like
0: anybody? No, like I said, the only thing I remember is just seeing the face. Like oh. I don't know. Um it seemed like she was she was really large. She was larger than a normal woman would be. Um and I, I want to say she had brown hair, mm-hmm. um, but no, I didn't know like who she was or anything like that.
2: And she's shoving these crosses into your hands. Yeah. Um, do you think that might've been like a, a challenge to your young faith or
0: something? It might've been, mm-hmm.
2: you know? Um, Possibly. Cause if you're getting, if you get the fear, you know, the feeling that she's evil, then, you know, Mm -hmm. she's not handing you those crosses that's, you know, trying to help you to stop her. Yeah. It it, it just sounds like a challenge to me, and that's that's pretty scary stuff, man, especially at such a young age. That's terrifying.
0: Yeah.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it was. All right, so what happened when you were 11
0: or 12? Well, so just to give you a little back, like a little pretext of what was going on in my life at this point, so I was about 11 or 12, Uh, My mom and dad had actually gotten remarried, so they were divorced at a young age. Whenever I was young age and then 12, they had remarried and we had just moved into this uh, new house. And uh, it was kind of like a fresh start thing. Like uh, we just moved, which we moved a lot Uh, as a kid. My dad was in the army, but we always stayed around in the same spots like it was always in the same county but we just moved around a lot but yeah uh so we just moved to this new house it was kind of um out of town Uh, it was in like a rural part of the town so we didn't really have a whole lot of people around us i think we had a neighbor that was down the road maybe like a half mile or so so it was it was out in the woods kind of too um so there wasn't a whole lot around well uh so there was the first time I I ever experienced any kind of sleep paralysis or any kind of like it was an entity, um, sitting on my back. So, uh, it was, like I said, I was about 11 or 12 years old and I remember this encounter a lot more than I did the first one.
1: Yeah. Uh,
0: Um, it was, it was in the middle of the night and I, and I didn't actually look to see what time it was that I'd woke up, um, I do, re- I do remember that I had a TV and a VCR in my room, and the uh, lights from the TV and the VCR were on, but that, but that was all that was on in the room. <clears throat> there wasn't any kind of clock or anything like that. But um, whenever I woke up, I was asleep on my stomach, and this is something that's pretty common with all the other encounters that I've had later in life. I. I like hear this wind sound. It's like a loud sound, and the only way that I can explain it is like a wind. And it's like blowing in my ears. Hmm. And and but this was the first time that this had ever happened. So I'm trying to figure out what this sound is. And then all of a sudden, I feel this. Like I said, I hear this loud wind, and then I feel something like set on my back. It doesn't make any sounds or anything, but I can know it's, like, I know it's there. Like, I can feel it pressing me down into my bed. And I couldn't move, couldn't talk, couldn't do anything. And uh, so I, I tried to scream, and I couldn't. I tried to holler for my mom. I couldn't. So the only thing that I knew to do was just to pray. And as soon as I started to pray, it stopped. But uh, that was that was the first, that was probably the only time that I actually felt something, like, in my room. So being at that age, I researched like where I was at, and I didn't really know. I, I think the the house that we lived in either had it was either haunted or maybe had some spirits there, or it was just a bad bad place, you know. But that was that was the first sleep paralysis, and I don't think it happened after that. That was a, it was only the one time there at that house. Um, but we also had an encounter that involved my mom and sister as well and i i'd actually forgotten about this and i i was talking to my mom about it and she started telling me a little bit about it but it was it was a uh, it was a time that my dad was gone he like i said he was in the army so there were weekends or weeks throughout the year that he would have to leave for a week or two to go do you know to go to another base in another state that kind of thing so I remember it was the middle of the night because right, I don't remember what time it was again, but um, my mom woke me and my sister up and she was really convinced that there was somebody or something outside the house because uh, we, we also had hunting dogs at the time and, and they were just going crazy. And one of our dogs had gotten out and you could hear him running around the house. He was after something or somebody. So she had, she came into our rooms and, and woke us up and. We had uh, like army crawled back to her room and just kind of camped out there the night, you know. Yeah. So, like I said, that she was uh, she was really convinced that it was somebody, but me knowing that I'd had that encounter a couple weeks before, I've always thought that it was something that was outside that you know our dogs could sense because there wasn't anybody really close by that could have you know came around the house and and I don't even know why they would. It was so far out there, you know. Right.
2: Yeah, that's that would be scary too man and this this thing's
0: sitting on your back mm-hmm.
2: um and you had never had sleep paralysis or anything like
0: that before no no this was the first time
2: yeah and it felt more like because you've had sleep paralysis since did this first yeah. did this first experience did it feel like sleep paralysis or did it feel like something more physical than that
0: it it felt more uh it felt like sleep paralysis. It it was uh like I said, the whole wind sound is a common thing with me. Mm-hmm. And like a, a like a body vibration is also a very common thing with all the ones that I have. But as far as the something sitting on my back and like pressing me down into the bed, it felt like a like a physical thing, you know, like wow. I don't know if it was so much like a, a physical person, but it felt like a spiritual thing, like something was, you know. Yeah, holding me down. And then once I started to pray, it stopped. You know.
2: You know, it's that's the common theme, ain't it? It seems like
0: mm-hmm. for
2: everybody that, that actually takes that step to do that, once they pray, it stops. Yep. So that, that yeah, says everybody. something about sleep paralysis. To me. Yeah. To me, mm-hmm. it says that there, there's a spiritual connection to this stuff.
0: Oh, for sure.
2: Man. What do you think they come at you in, in your sleep? You think it's because our defenses are down?
0: Yeah, I think I think so. I, I feel feel like whenever we're asleep and we dream, it it almost feels like we go somewhere else. You know, mm-hmm. um, whether whether we are we can tap into the spirit world there, or whether we hit another dimension. Or there's so many things it could be, but. Yeah, I feel like our sleep is whenever our defences are down, you know, the most and our guards down, and yeah. I think that's probably why they always come in our sleep. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking too.
2: That's something I can make of it. I, thank God I've never had sleep paralysis. Uh, yeah, I, I probably want to move or something <laughs> if I did. But uh, that's why I have to ask these details, man, because I don't, I don't know. You know, I've never experienced yeah. that. You know, I appreciate you telling me.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: All true. right, I'll, I'll I'll shut up. Tell me what else.
0: No. <laughs> No, you're good. Uh, past that, um, I didn't really have anything that I that I know of since, then. like that was, like I said, I was 12 years old then, or 12 or 11 or 12 at that time. Yeah. I don't really know, or I don't remember anything else that has happened past them. Um, you know, I grew up from from like 12 years old to about 26, 27 is whenever some of the encounters started again. And at this point, I I don't know if I would really call it encounters. It's more, it's more just dream state. Um, And, and, you know, dreams I've had. um, And, and things that have, it's kind of like sleep paralysis, but it doesn't, there, there isn't the entity attached to it. Like I don't feel anything around me.
2: Yeah.
0: It's just the, it's like the start of the sleep paralysis. I guess it would be, that's 17 is whenever I noticed it starting, started to come back again. And it, it was kind of the same thing. Yeah. It was, it was about five years ago. Um, it's kind of the same thing. Um, you know, I could, I could hear the wind sound. Um, I could kind of feel like a vibration in my body. I don't really know. It was it, That's like the best way that I can explain it. Yeah. And then I would, I'd kind of feel like I was stuck. Like I couldn't move, couldn't talk. Um, and but then I would always kind of wake myself up out of it like it would it would start to it's like it would gets it, it it would start and then I would know it was about to start so I would wake myself up out of it and that happens to this day too like I'll i kind of feel it like it's almost like I know when it's about to happen I it, it'll start and then like my wife will wake me up or something or you know it's it's always like she'll calm me down now but back then um i I can't explain it it's so weird but like i said it just it starts and i and i know it's about to start and just wipe myself up out of it and we're good to go and and it's almost like it's like right before i fall asleep you know it's it's like right right before i fall into that deep sleep it's, it's just it'll start
2: well i think you're doing a good job explaining it you know you, yeah. you feel a vibration in your body. You get that mm-hmm. wind, hum kind of noise in your ears. Uh, you know, I'm not, you know, I'm no kind of Reiki or expert on, you know, vibration and stuff like that and frequency, but it sounds like your body is, you know, getting to some, some frequency or some vibrational level and you can feel it like you're just in tune with mm-hmm. yourself or something. And maybe once you get yeah. that certain resonance, that's when these things happen. Maybe you're in into it. Mm-hmm. Maybe you are, like, projecting into another dimension or something, man. Yeah. You know, uh, that's the only thing I can think of. I got a couple of friends that I know they're going to listen to this show, um, Dennis and Ashley. Um, they are experts. Dennis has been you know, doing astral projection and out-of-body experiences for a couple of decades, probably longer than that. So he's mm-hmm. gonna hear this, and he's gonna give me some information to share with you. I know he, I know that's going to be happen, awesome
0: you know, yeah, and man, a lot that's like i I've, I've kind of felt like that before too, like maybe if I just let it take its place, then uh maybe I can astral project out of my body or something you know, but yeah. i it always scares me so much that I always make it stop right before it starts, you know what I'm saying like it's like oh oh, can't do this, yeah, <laughs> but
2: well man have did I'm you have any uh any other experiences as a kid that might have opened yourself up to this? Um,
0: you no, know, not... that that's really the main thing I can remember. Uh, like I said, that that initial experience as a kid. Yeah. And I wish I could remember more about it. But like I said, it was so long ago. And, and I just remember more so I remembered like what I told my mom about it. Not so much the dream itself other than the face. Like I remember the lady's face. Right um and then you know that that sleep paralysis at at 11 or 12 around that area those are like the two the the only two that i could really recall or and i mean if i did then i would have had you know it might not have been as traumatic as those two but right but those are the 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 main two things that i can recall Mm. as far as that goes
2: you know and it's weird the the parallels between You know what happened with you and what happened with Sean. You know, exactly. Um, Mm -hmm. Even being in the same, you know, general area of Kentucky, yeah. uh, You you said in your email, you know, what's going on around here between Kentucky and West Virginia, and you know, just Appalachia. Uh, Mm -hmm. There are so many stories, man. Have you speaking of Kentucky? uh, This Mm -hmm. is in the southeastern corner of Kentucky, but have you seen the series Hell Year? Oh yeah. Have you? Yes.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I watched it. Uh, yeah, I watched it when it came out, I guess. But yeah, I'm a huge fan. Yeah,
2: yeah. that really got my attention because I'm I'm within a couple mm-hmm. hours drive of that place. Probably like an hour and a half. I could be. I could be in there. Yep. And uh, yeah, it's just it's crazy, but it, there's just so
0: much that goes on around mm-hmm. here. Yeah, I know it is. And I've, I've, I have spent a lot of time researching, too. like after I watched that show, I was like, that's the only, you know, that's a couple hours away from me. You know, I'm on the western side of the state, but still, I mean, that's so close to me. Like I started to look up like if he, anything like that has happened around where I live, like if there's any caves or anything. But right. uh, it seems like it's located more toward the eastern side of the state. I didn't find anything, you know, here, but yeah, it's a that's a great show. Yeah, it is.
2: It is. I recommend it to anybody. If anybody listening to this hasn't seen it for sure, then uh, they're missing out. Well, Justin, is there anything else that you wanted to get into today, man?
0: Well, I did have uh, like two dreams that I wanted to talk to you about. Uh, Absolutely. So, so I started having some dreams and I would like write them down as much as I could. Um, Most of the time, like, some mo, 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 most of the time I dream and then I don't remember it or I, or I don't write it down in time so I don't remember anything about it but I have two that after I I had first talked to you about doing this I I went back through my note app and I was like oh holy crap so one of the dreams I had was it was December 22nd uh 2019 and I wrote it down in my note app so it keeps the date on it so at this current time in my life I was uh I was kind of down. I was in a not really a bad place, but I was just kind of down. I, um, I had to move back in you know, with my mom and dad for a while. I lost my house, so uh, I was really I, I was doing a lot of praying and you know a- asking God to, sh- to to show me a purpose or show me why I'm here. And um, I had this dream, and what I'm and, and, I, and I'm just going to read you exactly what I wrote down because yeah, uh, it's only a few it's only a few lines, but it says last night's dream in the dream, I kept repeating, if I proclaim it, it'll happen. I felt a surge of power and peace throughout my body and was able to expel all negative and evil from my surroundings and the peace I felt from it all That's just, that's just what I wrote down. I don't remember the dream per se, but I remember that it must've been, that was just at a time in my life, whenever I was crying out to god for an answer you know like show me something show me anything at all you know
2: yes sir and you felt the peace
0: yeah you yeah. uh, felt the peace from it i love it i love that <laughs> and then my then in this next one was it was kind of close it was january 17th uh 2020 this one i don't really know what to make of it it, it seems a little more wild all right so it was uh I was in a classroom and a teacher was teaching a history of Moses and the tablets that is not in the Bible. I don't remember what she was saying, but um, then uh, she was also teaching kids that we are our own gods. It was located at some sort of camp, like a kid's camp, um, similar to like a youth camp, because I grew up going to youth camps, you know, so I've been there a lot. Um, but there was like heal healings and stuff. Uh, and everybody at the camp seemed to be blinded by something or somebody. Mm. Um, but the uh, people, but there were people there that could see. And like, there was like a veil that had been lifted from my eyes. And then it switched to like, um, so from that camp, like I was in this camp, then the dream switched to like a movement of people. There was, it was just, like a large group of people and they were following one one guy they were just like it wasn't really in a desert but it was just like in a field and there was like hundreds and hundreds I don't even know just people everywhere and they were like walking right behind this one guy so I've been I've been really trying to research what that dream means because like I said I've forgotten about it I forgot that I'd even wrote that down in my note note tab you know yeah. so I was like what does that mean? So I've been, <laughs> I've been reading through it. But, what? Uh, it seems what, like,
2: what have you come to? What what kind of conclusion have you come to? I
0: don't know, man. It seems more like a a vision or maybe of what's going to come, you know, because from the times we live in, now, I don't want to say we're in the end times, but sometimes it seems like it to me, you know. Yeah. I mean, it seems like we're almost there. So
2: no, I, <clears throat> I mean, there's there's yeah. a lot of signs going on, right? Yep, Uh, for sure. Wars and rumors of wars and pestilence and uh, people doing great wonders and people putting their faith in the wrong places.
0: Yep, exactly.
2: Yeah. So do you think in this dream that you were seeing, you know, everybody following this one guy, was that one guy Jesus? Or was that one guy a false prophet?
0: Or I don't know. It seemed like he was false because... Like from the start or to the dream, being at this youth camp, and then going from that, it was almost like it was a he was a false prophet, you know. Yeah. It seems like the way the dream was going from there, uh, that's the only thing I can make of it. Yeah,
2: might, might be something for us to watch out for. You know.
0: Yeah. For sure. Because uh, these things happen. There's great
2: deceptions in this world. Definitely. Man. Well, yeah, I'm I'm interested to get some feedback from all this. You know, I want to hear what people have yeah. to say. Uh, definitely, Pretty sure. Um, and yeah, I'm I'm calling out Dennis and Ashley. i I know that they'll have something to say about you know the sleep paralysis and that stuff. So I would I'll definitely get back to you on that one. And if anybody can analyze awesome. these dreams, uh, you know, that would be a a major help. I'd, I'd like to be able to relay some messages to you if that's okay with you.
0: Oh yeah, one hundred percent. Because like I said, i am just. I just write them down as they come. I mean, if I remember to, so as far as what they mean, I don't really, I don't really have a whole lot to go with, you know, other than just what I write down. Cause like I said, it's, it's so hard to remember a dream. Like I might remember a piece of it or something. So if I don't write it down, then I, I it's just lost, you know, Yeah. cause I've had a lot more dreams that might've been more revealing than this that I just didn't write down. So now they're lost, you know, forever, but, um yeah, I would love to hear if anybody has any feedback on it. Just like the same way whenever I listened to Sean, I was like, because I'm I'm not one to, you know, I, I would never want to like do a podcast or talk to anybody. But then I heard Sean and he had like a similar story and dream and encounter. And being so close to me, I was like, dude, I got to reach out to Bo and see yeah. what's up, you know.
2: I'm so glad, you did, I'm so you, glad you did, man. I appreciate you, Jess. Uh it it's wild that uh, I was getting my emails mixed up here because I have you and I have another Justin tomorrow night. And I was, I was getting my stories mixed up. So I had to go through that. I, I reread everything. But, yeah, uh, man. I'm, I'm so glad that you reached out to me and we'll try to get some help to you, man, to get, get some kind of answers or at least some guidance as to what, what this stuff all means.
0: For
2: sure, I, I love how yet again, when somebody has sleep paralysis or they're having some kind of attack, they pray and in the name of Jesus, it stops. Mm-hmm. And I feel like, uh, you know, there's a lot of, a lot of spiritual attacks going on around me uh, the last few months. And yeah. I want more stories like this just to rub it in, in the face of the adversary because right. it's, it's fruitless for them. <laughs> but I, I love it, man. It just restores my faith even more every time I hear it. All right, that's it for this week, guys. I hope you enjoyed listening to the show. If you just have to have more content, you can go to patreon.com slash thebumppodcast and subscribe and be a patron. Uh, Got more and more content on there every week. So I hope you enjoy that. Uh, To catch up on past episodes, go to thebumppodcast.com, click the episode tab, and it'll take you to any episode you want to listen to. Also, if you want to be on the show, I would love to have you on. Share your story with us. Go to bumppodcast.com. Click the holler at me button and holler at me. Send me an email, thebumppodcast at gmail.com. And uh, I'll get you on as fast as we can. All right. Again, thanks for listening. I love you guys. Until next time, don't stop believing.